Are you expecting or know someone who is? Congratulations! It's hard to believe that 100 plus years ago, most childbirths were actually performed in the home. The shift to hospital births began with the allure of a doctor's presence and expertise in the room. But even at the hospital, I've learned that rules have changed over the years. This is Josh Jarman with Novant Health Healthy Headlines. With me to discuss how things have changed and what you can do to better prepare is Ann Smith, Director of Women's and Children's Health at Novant Health Forsyth Medical Center. Stick around to the end to learn a few helpful tips for what to do and not do when you return home from the hospital. Ann, thanks for being with me today. Thank you for inviting me. So, full disclosure, my wife and I are expecting our first child any day now, and we have been reading everything there is to know about what to expect. But what I'm learning is a lot of things have changed over the years. Have you noticed that? I have. I've been in healthcare for actually 36 years, and I've been in the women's and children's area for all of that time. I started out um, as a NICU nurse, and there's been huge changes um, over the past 30 plus years that really I think are for the better. Um, we really were not as inclusive of families. It was really more all about us as the caregivers <laughs> and had less choices for families. And when really now today, we're so family-centered in our decision-making because we want it to be the best birthing experience for a family. And if you do that, you get the best outcomes for both the mom and the baby. So one of the things that I've been learning about is the importance of having a birth plan ahead of time. Can you elaborate on that? It sounds like moms are a lot more involved in the decisions these yeah, days. Yeah, we really do encourage both parents to be involved in the decisions, and we really think it's important to go to a birth class to really learn about the birthing process. The more prepared you are, the more things that are anticipated, the better and smoother it goes with that. If you have a birth plan, and I would suggest to always look on the institution's birth plan at Novant Health for Scythe Medical Center. If you go on our webpage, there is a birth plan, and to, to print that off and then fill out what's important to you. Because it's also, we want to meet your, your wishes, because some people want more pain management than others. Others want to avoid that. Some want to really have a different type of environment to help them with relaxation. And all the choices that that institution can do, so all the choices that we have here, will be listed on that. And then you can um, go through what's important to you to have your perfect birth um, experience. And again, got to be flexible, though. Know that you know sometimes the baby has other ideas than what we plan. <laughs> um, but we'll do our very best um, to, to follow that plan the best we can. That's great. That's great advice. Uh, Another question, how has support in the room changed? I know at one time dads weren't even allowed in the room, right? That's correct. That's correct. Well, and moms were barely awake in the room. <laughs> um, so, yeah, dad and family, certainly grandma and grandpa would not be. They'd be in the waiting room and would not see any, the baby or the mom, until the baby came out. The physicians and the caregivers in the room, the nurses would really control that environment and the mom would be heavily sedated, and then finally afterwards, a few hours, you would, everybody would come in, um, but you missed the birth of your child, and I, I can't imagine that, because today it is all about inclusiveness of that family in the environment and adjusting that environment of what makes them relaxed, 
feeling ready um, to do the process of birth and so we really want to individualize it. If you like a different type of music, so you want to play classics or you like rock and roll, we'll play that. What relaxes you? Do you like the lights dimmed? Do you like maybe some Christmas lights in there that that gives you a good relaxing feeling? What about some aromatherapy or some candlelight that's electric candlelight? We also have to be safe um, in the environment. So all of those things can change dramatically the feel of your delivery, how relaxed you are, and to move along with the flow while still keeping both the mom and the baby safe. And water births? Yeah, that's another new thing. So it's, it's been around for a while and it's kind of um, been something that's sometimes done at home. So water births we don't support here. There's still not enough evidence to support that it is safe. So what we support and encourage if families are interested is we actually do hydrotherapy. And that's where you fully immerse during the labor process where the water surrounds you and it's warm water and it actually um, changes the, the nerve endings and how they respond to pain and the mom becomes more relaxed, can breathe, breathe a little bit easier and you're more buoyant. Uh, actually your positioning can be easier to help the baby um, go down the birth canal and there's lots of positives of hydrotherapy. So we're really excited to offer that today and we're even going to have more rooms with hydrotherapy in the future as we do our renovation here at Novant Health Forsyth Medical Center. That's great. So look, baby's here, let's say, and baby's no longer being carted down to the nursery. Yeah, that's another huge piece is in, in previous years, uh, we've been doing it for almost now um, eight years, um, where the mom and baby stay together. And we call that rooming in including in labor and delivery, as well as on mother-baby. Where In the olden days, because we didn't think the moms, we had to get that baby cleaned up, we had to assess that baby, wanted to make sure that baby was okay, we whisked them away. Maybe four to six hours later, you would get to see your baby. And uh, I'm not really sure why we did that, besides us just thinking we had to get all those tasks done. <laughs> we discovered, really, the mom and the baby and the dad, the whole family, need to be together. And the best things to do is to put that baby on that mom's chest right after delivery and do the skin to skin so that that, that mom is um, doing a lot of self-regulatory behaviors to help stabilize that baby. The, um, all of the oxytocin receptor sites are on your, the mom's chest. That also helps with her milk production. And then that baby's right there to be able to latch on immediately. There's tons of evidence um, for that into for that mom and baby to stay together for the entire stay so you can read that baby's cues you can be there present but still learning to rest and, and um, sleep when the baby's sleeping as well about this term I keep hearing about a baby friendly hospital and what does that mean for breastfeeding yeah so baby friendly is a designation that um, just uh, um, I think, I think around 400 hospitals now across the country become designated. And that means they have met all 10 steps of the baby-friendly process so that they have everything in place to support mom's choice to breastfeed. Again, if mom chooses not to breastfeed um, from her own personal choice, we're going to support that mom as well and make sure that she knows how to warm the formula, how to care for that, how to wash the bottles. but. 
98% of our moms choose to breastfeed here at our facility. So if that's their choice, we better have everything in place to make them successful. So when they go home, that baby is exclusively breastfeeding. They have all the tools to be able to support that feeding at home as well. And they've had lactation would be here. We have tons of resources for them so that they have learned as much as they can. Then we send them home with more resources at home to make sure they're successful. And we have birth, we have classes at home for breastfeeding. We have a baby cafe also, which is a, a group um, kind of breastfeeding support group that they can go and actually with other moms and talk about the same struggles that they may be having with breastfeeding or how well it's getting. In those little pearls of wisdom, they can share to be even more successful. Fantastic. So last question for you. Any tips for going home? I feel prepared. <laughs> I'm ready while I'm here, but what should I know you before I go home? You spent nine months, haven't you? As soon as you found out, preparing and thinking about it and getting the nursery ready and right. going to your prenatal visits and creating your birth plan. Uh, and then all of a sudden, um, the staff is gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, all of that support is gone. So I think my best advice for you, you know, is again, have everything ready in the nursery, but do make a plan for support at your home, whether it's your, your set of grandparents, your cousin, your sister, and know that um, you are tired and you're going to need to give yourself a break so that there's people there to help you during this transition period. We do actually do a home visit for all of our families. We offer a free home visit where we have a nurse who goes in at around... Um, two to three weeks to do a full assessment of how the mom's doing, how the baby is doing, how the home is. Is it safe in the home? Is there resources that they maybe are struggling with that we can connect them? Is that um, the Family Connects program? That is. It's called the Family Connects program. That's a grant-funded program that we've had in place now for three years. We've given over 5,000 visits now to moms, and our feedback is just tremendous of how much that helps them and gets them co connecting. And it's universal. It's any mom from any socioeconomic background. Um, so that because any mom needs support when you go home with a new baby. Uh, even if you have other children, it's your fourth child's questions still come up. So there's, it's important to really um, have that support plan for you, but also though to know that parenting is not a perfect science. You know, all of us maybe have multiple degrees and we study for years to be in marketing <laughs> or uh, in healthcare, but none of us really took parenting classes and it's okay that, that um, get, cut yourself some slack that you're gonna live and learn as a parent, that just love your child, spent loving, enjoying your time with that child, and that it will come together and um, try not to stress too much about it. Before we go, mm -hmm. can you tell me what the ABCs of safe sleep are? And Sure, and that's really important to plan before you go home as well, because SIDS is a huge um, area of concern that causes infant mortality across the country and include in North Carolina. So we always want to have a safe sleep space for the baby. So the A actually stands for that the baby should be sleeping alone. In the past, sometimes people would bring the baby into bed with you. It's more convenient. Uh, well, they think that's more convenient to put the baby beside you because you feel better. But it's fine to have the baby in the room with you, but they need to be alone in their own bed. That's the A. And then the B stands for back. It doesn't stand for belly. That's kind of an old way as babies we put on their belly because they're thinking that they spit up that they would be able to tolerate um, when they did spit up. But it actually, when you lay on your back, 
in that position, the baby's airway is, pro is protected more than when they're on their belly and their neck is stretched out. They actually aspirate more easily on their belly. And then the last one is, is the crib. So it, you, you must have the, the baby's own bed um, piece that's, that's very different than um, a, a drawer or a part of the bed or the couch. Some people even try to use the little boppy to that that would be an acceptable bed for the baby. Um, it's not. They need their own separate crib where they're on their back and they are alone. But what happens is you know it, but you maybe ha have grandma. And so it's really important to make sure all of your caregivers, anyone who's gonna care for your baby, that you're very strict and very clear on that, whether it's a babysitter, grandma, um, or um, uh, another person who you've paid um, for them to come in, rather than a family member, that they follow those ABCs of safe sleep. Because what we've noticed actually in our county, that the SIDS deaths are more related to when they are in the care of someone else other than the parents. So I really want to get wow. that word out. Yeah. Um, I think we're doing well with they can, they need their own crib, need to be alone and they need to be on their back but then they there are people who they like educating they, the whole family yes the whole family your whole village who right. are going to care for that child make sure that that happens because that's where we're seeing the SIDS death now is because you forgot to tell grandma that that's your rules when you take care of your granddaughter that's how the baby needs to sleep wow. period so Great. yeah and thank you so much for sharing yeah. your time today yeah my pleasure i love women and children and i just want everyone to have the best birthing experience ever. From one soon-to-be parent to another, I hope you feel better prepared, and I wish you and your family the very best in the days ahead. For more practical healthcare tips and information, search Novant Health Healthy Headlines. Don't forget to rate us, review us, and subscribe to us in all the Novant Health podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you choose to listen to us.